Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, let the hilarity ensue, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that I have to actually do this again and go through this nonsense, false flag, fake shooting thing again. No one died in Texas. Nobody. And you're not going to hear conservative, quote-unquote, commentators bring this up. Not a single one of them. No one from the Daily Wire, no one from Steven Crowder, him or his show. Candace Owens will keep her mouth shut. Everybody will stay deathly quiet about the entire thing, whether they know it was a false flag and no one died or not. I'm going to go through this step by step because I'm here to tell you something. If those people aren't bringing up the lies of all of this, they either have never read real history or they are your enemy. It's that simple. They have to be controlled opposition to some extent, or just controlled, clearly. They have managers, they have bosses. I don't have any of that. I can look at things objectively. I can connect the dots. I'm a self-taught investigator to some extent. I'll go that far. But the script is exactly the same as the fake Sandy Hook shooting where no one died. Again, same thing. The Buffalo shooting, not a shooting. No one died. I saw the video. There's no blood in the Buffalo shooting. I've seen the video. Let me run through that shooting, quote-unquote, very quickly. That, that fake whatever it was. The guy gets out of the car. I'm, I'm going through this as quickly as I can here, so bear with me. And again, a lot of this is just going to be off the cuff. I don't have much scripted for this, but what I do want to do later on, just to sort of introduce this, I guess, real quickly, before I get to the Buffalo shooting, is I'm going to play some audio from, a from ABC News regarding the Texas false flag. Uh, it's beyond telling, and I'm going to go through it step by step. But with that aside for now, let me get to the Buffalo thing real quick. In the Buffalo shooting, of course, they painted white supremacy. It was a hate. It was a hate crime. White supremacy. Blah blah blah. The guy gets out of the car, and the first person he allegedly shoots is a white woman. So there's your white supremacy out the door. There goes that fake narrative. When he allegedly shoots this person with a, with an AR-15, which carries at least a two-two-three round or a five-five-six, there would be blood everywhere. There would be a bullet hole through her back. An AR-15 bullet can go through people, a single human being. She was not a slight woman, but it would have gone straight through her. There was no blood. None. Zero. Was she hit with a beanbag? Was she hit with a false round? Uh, a blank? Something like that? Probably. Probably. She face plants right into the concrete. Again, no blood. At the time when she shoots that person, when, when the alleged shooter hits that person, the guy to her left behind the trunk falls down at the exact same time. Why would he fall backwards and land on his back if he wasn't even shot? Did he faint? What happened? No blood on him either, and he was wearing a white shirt. Then the shooter apparently makes his way up to the front door, and you see what appears to be Bullet holes hit the glass. There are, there are fake rounds that can do that and break glass too. They don't have to go through the glass. But uh, I'm telling you, an AR round would go through the glass. There was no indication that that was the case. Something hit the glass, 
but then the glass just, I mean, again, you could see holes, but I don't know if any actual bullet went through or not. And then he shoots some people right by the front sliding door up against the brick wall. No blood, none, zero. There is an air impact that you see, a burst of air coming out of these guns. And then that's it. Then he makes its way inside, and people are already on the ground. If you heard gunshots, would that be your first, your first uh, instinct? Is it would be to not move and just hit the ground and just lie on the ground as if you're already dead. I'm I'm seriously asking that question because mine would not be, and I know that a lot of people are different, but I carry a gun on a daily basis. That would not be. That would not be my response. My response would not be a, I'd better get on the ground, lie on my stomach, and cover the back of my head because someone's coming in here who's going to shoot me. It's absurd. It's beyond absurd that that would be a response. There is a fight or a flight. You are either running because you're full of adrenaline or you are running toward the problem to solve it. You're not going, well, I'm just going to lie here and take a nap. It doesn't, (laughs) it typically doesn't work that way. So then what happens? This person walks in, apparently shoots people that are already on the ground, no bullet holes, no impact wounds, no blood, none, zero. You can, you can find this video all over Telegram. You can find it's, it's on the internet. You can find it lots of places, the entire thing. And then he turns around, walks down a slight aisle, comes back around to the two people he had apparently already shot to death. One of them is allegedly moaning uh, on, on their back, no blood anywhere, and shoots this person in the head, seemingly. Again, no blood. If you've ever been hit with a bullet, you bleed. If you get hit with a two-two-three round, it's going to blow a piece of your body off. There will be blood. Plenty of it. She too, if I'm not mistaken, was wearing a white or a pink shirt. She would be covered in blood. Not the case. Same with the floor. There was no blood on the floor. Then the guy goes around, shoots the other woman who's lying right next to her. No blood. Then another guy kind of creeps around on his hands and his knees. He points the gun at him, shoots him. Not really. You can see these air bursts, by the way, in the video. You just see these puffs of air just hit them, and then that's it. Uh, it, it it's, it's just beyond ridiculous. It's some kind of an air gun, or it's, it's something, but it's not a real gun. And then he turns to his right, and he sees a white person wearing a mask on the ground in the fetal position, and the person holds up their hand and goes, Don't shoot me, man! And he goes, Oh, sorry. The gunman says, Oh, sorry, and then turns away, doesn't shoot him, And then that's the end of the video. And then the person is arrested by police. When was the last time you heard of a fully armed person who's who's killed, quote unquote, people at point blank range with with an AR-15, allegedly, and then surrendered themselves to the police? If that person's holding that gun and the police see that person holding that gun with dead bodies around, the police would drop that person. They would kill them immediately. Shoot on sight. That would be it. Why would this person be taken alive? Allegedly. Again, 
We don't know who this person is. We don't know where they came from. A mental, a mental institution, most likely. It was, it was a, it was a clear false flag. No one died. It was all fake. These are more gun grabs to just get people to, to be terrified, to be scared, submit themselves to government, and then give up their guns. And then, of course, the same old bullshit debates about, oh, it's my Second Amendment right, and, you know, I get to carry a gun in a school if I want to, and I can carry one in a grocery store if I want to, and blah, blah, blah. It, it's beyond ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Um, I know I sound like a crazy person to some people listening to this, but a lot of you know that this was all fake. You, you know that it was fake. Let me continue now on to the, the shooting in, in Texas. And if I'm pronouncing the city right, it's Uvalde or Uvalde. Um, allegedly, I'm using the word allegedly here because I'm, I'm noticing a lot of these tweets too in these posts. And I'm glad not everybody's dead asleep on this issue. But allegedly the day before the shooting, the mayor of the town was criticizing Biden for all of the illegals in his town. And then the very next day, there's a shooting in an elementary school, quote unquote. This is the part that. Again, there are no coincidences. I don't like that phrase that Steve Bannon says where he says there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. He couldn't be more wrong. Conspiracies are real. People conspire with one another all of the time to do very heinous things, including just trick people and lie to them. That happens constantly. So yes, conspiracies are real, and there are no coincidences. I agree with that second part of his saying, without a doubt. Now, as soon as this happened, and as soon as these happen, these stories, quote unquote, that roll out on the news, my initial thought is always, it didn't happen. I said the same thing about the Crumbly shooting in Michigan. As, as soon as it happened, I went, Michigan, school shooting, no chance. I always start there. It didn't happen. And then you have to convince me it happened. And if you can't convince me it happened with all of the evidence that I'm, that I'm looking at, com- taking history and previous examples into, into full account, not to mention the stereotypical words that we hear and the things that people say and the things that they don't say, you have to pay attention to that too. Who's commenting on it and who isn't? Once you take all of that into account, if you can't convince me that it actually happened, Uh, Again, along with what I'm seeing, because I've learned over the years to not let my brain and my eyes deceive me anymore. And it really is, it's heartbreaking because this is what they're preying on. They're preying on people being so emotional that when the emotional part of the brain takes over, logic gets thrown out the window. And you, and you, you you cannot think clearly. When you're, when you're highly emotional. So again, what do you hear? What do you see on the television? What do you see on YouTube, on all of these news channels? What is it that they show you? They show you people in fatigues, every different denomination of law enforcement, running around 
with rifles and guns and whatever, running, full speed. What are they running to? Why are they running? It's over already. The media is there taking video footage. There, th- these, these law enforcement, fake law enforcement, quote unquote, are running around with loaded guns. You don't run with a loaded gun unless you're running toward the person you're going to kill. That's it. Other than that, you don't run around with a loaded gun. They teach you this in, in concealed carry classes. Don't run with a loaded gun. Safety on, safety off, don't do it. Unless you're heading toward a particular target where you're going to do something to someone. So you, but, but it gets worse than that. And I'm going to link the video for this, by the way, in the description below this episode so you can see what I'm talking about. Because I'm going to play the audio, but you can't see what it is that I'm, that I'm actually saying. So again, if, if you listen to this on a computer, for example, pull up the video on YouTube that I'm going to show you and, and, and describe that you'll hear in this, in this episode, and then play my episode and listen to what it is that, that I'm saying. And you can make up your own mind. I've made up my mind. This didn't happen. But back to my running point. What law enforcement officer runs at full speed with a semi-automatic rifle? These AR rifles, which we know that they want banned from everybody. They're weapons of war, and oh my God. You know, they use all these, these cliche sayings. But they're running past parents, allegedly, with their children who are walking casually. <laughs> I mean that right there. Should be the dead giveaway, should it not? If they're running frantically past parents with children who are holding each other's hands and just walking casually, why isn't everybody running? Because nothing's happening. That's why. Nothing has happened. Not to mention the contradictory reports of all of this show that the media can't even keep their lies straight. They can't even keep the story straight, the script straight, from news station to news station to news station. They can't do it. The lie is too ridiculous and too big. They just can't get it. it I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I've said it in countless previous episodes. When you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. But when you lie, it just sounds more and more ridiculous the more that people talk about it. Um, endless news outlets. I mean, I'm rubbing my eyes right now. It's just so ridiculous. Endless news outlets just can't keep the story straight. In this video, too, which again, I'm going to play some audio from, which you can watch, and I highly recommend you watch it. Not only are there all of these agents and law enforcement, pseudo or not, running around with fully, you know, uh, (laughs) just insane, fully loaded automatic weapons past very calm people who aren't even crying. And then, of course, you got the photographers out there taking all these dramatic pictures of the kid not crying, but the parents crying hysterically. If you just rescued your kid from a school where a school shooting took place, why are you still on the premises? Why are you still there? Not to mention, why is your kid not crying? I thought they just witnessed multiple murders. You'd think they'd be traumatized and sobbing their brains out or saying, let's get out of here. 
what what logical parent would be like no wait son daughter we need to stick around <laughs> it's ridiculous we need to stick around so that all you know so that uh, i can figure out what's going on or whatever else on on the crime scene at the crime scene ladies and gentlemen you don't even have to be a criminology major or have been in law enforcement to know basic procedure when it comes to crime scenes. Number one, you're not allowed on a crime scene. Whether you're the victims, whether you're related to the victim or not, you're not allowed on the crime scene. You have to stand on the other side of the yellow caution tape. In this video, you've got the same people crying in every scene in different parts of the building. And then the rest of them just kind of standing around looking at those crying people, holding a cell phone, looking concerned. And they're doing so by the front door of the school building. Again, why would they be allowed there if there was really a dead body? Wouldn't they be at a hospital? Isn't that, isn't that where they would go? Again, dead body or not, you wouldn't be standing outside of a building of the crime scene. You wouldn't be allowed. There would be grief counselors there. They would be the ones talking to you. You would be talking to police. You wouldn't be just standing around with your friends and family sobbing. There would be more things taking place if it were real. But they have to ramp up the emotion of the entire thing by showing you distraught people. Now. Crisis actors are real, 100%. This has been proven time and time again. You're never going to hear about this in the mainstream media. They'll never tell you that. Not ever. The paperwork exists. It's all over the internet. People constantly, uh, whatever that is, soliciting help for crisis actors to be in a particular spot at a particular time because they're going to run some kind of a drill. This had to have been one of those situations. I haven't come across that paperwork. Doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But these people got paid because they always get paid. Go back to Sandy Hook. Same story, I might add. Same exact story. This, except Sandy Hook was an empty school. The book was not uh, the the building was not a was not a school anymore. It was a book depository. It was a it was a building that was just collecting old books and old desks and old chairs. There there were no classes going on in that building. It was closed down. It was filled with mold. It had flooded from a previous hurricane. I went over Sandy Hook in a previous episode. It's crystal clear that it was fake. Crystal clear. Same thing, too. Same exact scenario. You've got the helicopters and the drones overhead. You've got the long line of ambulances. Not a body bag in sight. Not a single body bag in sight. No wounded. Keep that in mind. No wounded. Only dead, quote-unquote. And then the dead shooter, quote-unquote. But no wounded. Everybody just, you know. No one gets wounded. It's amazing. And then, of course, they never interview people who worked there or who were inside when it was actually happening. Notice that that never takes place either. They never talk to the people who were actually on the inside.
and they won't. Because no one was on the inside. <laughs> because no one was there. It gets worse. Believe me. The story of Sandy Hook with the Adam Lanza kid. The story that the media told you was that he shot his mother before he went to the school to seek revenge because he was made fun of or blah, blah, blah. Long time ago, neglected kid, you know, whatever else. Whatever that nonsense story was. Same nonsense story here. The guy that they're propping up as being a shooter shoots his grandmother to death because he was upset that he wasn't going to graduate. Stop it. It's an easy end of the, end of the school year story. Easy story. The scriptwriters for this are so flippin' lazy, it's sad. And then, this person apparently goes to the school to do a shooting. So, allow me to read you this, because this was tossed to me on Gab, and it's worth reading. It says the following first, and this is from um, Gilded, actually. My apologies. This is from Gilded. This was tossed to me by Jesse James. It says, also, why did the, this wasn't him making the post, it was someone else, but it says this. It says, also, why did the uh, Uvalad, if I'm saying that right, probably not, police report the shooter was in custody after 1.06 p.m.? And it's an actual post. It says, quote, update, at 1.06, at 106 shooter is in police custody, unquote. The Uvalad Police Department wrote in a statement, quote, there is an active shooter at Robb Elementary Law in Robb Elementary, period. Law enforcement is on the site. Your cooperation is needed at this time by not visiting the campus. As soon as information is gathered, we will it will be shared. Robb Elementary School wrote on Facebook. Police then confirmed that there was a large police presence at Robb Elementary, 715 Old Carrizo Street. We ask the public to avoid the area. Then why was the public there? Why were they allowed inside of the tape, the caution tape? By the front door. It then says, update on the shooting at Robb Elementary School. At University Hospital, one patient, a 66-year-old woman, is in critical condition, University Health tweeted. We, did not have, we do not yet have a condition to report on the child. It says the ATF also appeared to be assisting with the something and investigation. And then the poster posted this. They said, don't forget school shootings are a big business. Was there an Alice drill that pre in, in previous weeks? What about the insurance payouts and nonprofits? Watch how fast every one of these sacrifices have a nonprofit pop up in their name. Sick. And they will. We've been over that very group that does this nationally on this podcast, Jesse James and Sandy brought this up on a previous episode when we were even talking about the Oxford shooting. Um, the name of it has slipped my mind, but it's this, it's this nationwide crisis fund that just siphons in millions and millions of dollars and then just gives it to people. See, that's how they can pay off these crisis actors and these families and pay off their mortgages to go along and to play along with this entire script. That's how they do it. They don't have to raise it from the government. They can raise it from the gullible sheep who believe that there was an actual shooting. They're stealing from you. 
They're stealing money from people to pay for their charade. I know that I'll lose listeners on this episode. I'm certain of it because the lie is so heinous that it's difficult for people to get past it. Why on earth would the television lie to me? Why would all of these people who I've never met, who are complete strangers, lie to me? Because the media in America, ladies and gentlemen, is allowed to lie. They're allowed to. It's the law. They get to lie to you. Barack Obama made it happen. This didn't happen. It didn't. And they use children to lean on all of your emotional strength that you have in your body. They use children in, in, in these moments. They take a picture of a random Hispanic kid and here, you know, here's a victim and then that's it. They're like, here's a picture of so-and-so. Uh, the mother shared it on Facebook to remind everybody. I mean, it's just, it's pathetic and it's really sad and frankly, it's frightening. It's frightening. Because even Jesse James reminded me of this and he's 100% right. In the book written by William Cooper, Behold a Pale Horse. You can, re- you can listen to the book online for free. You can read it if you'd like as well. He clearly says time and time again when he was alive, they will use school shootings, and by they, Freemasons, will use school shootings to try and disarm you. There will be one false flag after another. Some of them will be real shootings. Most of them won't be. They will simply be manufactured. Not to mention, ladies and gentlemen, the timing. The timing of this is right at the end of the school year. Thursday was going to be their last day of school, and now it's just a day filled with terror and blah, blah, blah. They're using it as a perfect bookend to an already horrific school year. Shots, jabs bioweapon vaccines, which aren't vaccines, mask wearing, distancing, and now a shooting. This could happen at any school. 99.8% of teachers and administrators will believe that this actually happened. They'll believe it without an ounce of individualized thought. They turn on the television, they turn on the radio, there it is, there's an update. And I want you, I'm going to play the audio now. I want you to hear the dramatic tone that these actors on ABC News, it's on their show Nightline, which I didn't even think existed, but the first voice you're going to hear is Byron Pitts. Byron Pitts used to call sports games, he used to be a sports analyst and commentator. Now, I know that they move around in these mockingbird media positions. I know that. But he's reading the script very dramatically. They all do. They all did. Here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. It's another tragic day in America. I sounded like Richard Nixon just now. (laughs) Sorry. Don't know why I did that. Good God, America. Uh, But either way, it's it's all fake. It's fake. The Crumbly shooting was real. He's on trial. The parents are on trial. I mean, that happened. That one happened. Lot too many witnesses, ladies and gentlemen, too many witnesses. 
You're also, by the way, going to hear in this Texas thing a couple other actors, including children actors, because their families get paid and they say, here's what we want you to read, read this. And then they say, okay, camera's rolling in three, two, one, action. And then they read, they read a script or they have them memorize cliche lines in order to say on film. And then because a kid said it, we have to believe it because why would a child lie? If you don't know that children lie and that you can pay off families and children and that they'll get each other to lie for money, then you really don't understand the depth of evil. Because the devil has his hands in this entire thing. But clarity is what it takes to see the truth in all of this. And once you understand the depth of evil, then you can start to see things way more clearly. I don't think anybody would disagree with me on that. But you have to be able to understand what human beings will do in order to lie. I mean, don't get me started on any other past event. Look at every other past event and all of the lying and all of the lives that have actually been lost based on a lie. It's overwhelming, actually. Not to mention the, the, I mean, the jab genocide that's taking place right now. And that also reminds me, by the way, I have a couple of emails that I want to read that are just heartbreaking from listeners of the podcast who, who sent me, uh, two of them sent me two emails uh, one email a piece that is just, it's awful. It's just awful describing what, what's going on in the minds of people who are submitting to the jabs. That's another subject. I'm going to save that for the end of this episode. But I want to play the audio now from ABC News. And if you're interested in seeing what I'm seeing, not only am I going to link this in, in the description below of this episode, but all you have to do is get on a tablet. I, I have an iPad. Um, and this is where I can see all of the necessary propaganda. You, you open up YouTube and you scroll down just a little bit past those like first six videos that they recommend you watch. And then it's the propaganda line of all recent videos on a particular singular issue. You've heard me bring it up before that that line of videos that runs horizontally, that you scroll through horizontally, will either be all COVID videos or... It's all, um, you know, something related to that. But now it's all shooting videos, Texas shooting, and politicians speaking up and speaking out and trying to take your guns away. We need gun control and whatever else. The next thing that'll happen is some executive order will get signed where you're not allowed to have a gun. Or they'll slowly start dismantling the AR-15 one piece at a time. They'll take the handle and then they'll take the lower and then they'll take the, uh, the bolt. And then they'll take the barrel length, and then they'll take the size of the bullet. I mean, it'll be one thing after another. Shall not be infringed. Remember that. Um, watch all of those videos on YouTube. Watch them. It's absurd. Just a bunch of randos just running around with fully automatic weapons. You don't run with a fully automatic weapon, let alone past a kid. The shooting's already taken place. It's over. The script is over. They've already said cut. And they're still running around to try to, again, stir up panic. I'm going to play this now in its entirety. It's 10 minutes long. I'm going to dive in and out and highlight particular things uh, for you to watch when you watch this video. Because you've got to watch this video. And then um, I'm going to make comments on their comments and just a few other things. It's too scripted. It's just poorly done. 
It's poorly done. The Buffalo thing was scripted the exact same way that the Christchurch, New Zealand shooting was scripted. Same gun with the same crap written on the gun with the same color marker. And then they had a manifesto with the exact same words in it. It's, it's beyond ludicrous, but this is, uh, this is the, Texas, uh, the, the Texas false flag. One last thing here. Everybody also jumped online and immediately got wrong who this person was. I mean, the, the name of the person was out there who's been propped up as being the shooter. It's some illegal, you know, whatever. They can use these illegals that are, that are crossing our country as scapegoats all they want because they know that we're not going to look into anything. We'll just accept the narrative and, and then that's it. But they actually misidentified on the internet who this person was and the person jumped on Reddit and went, yeah, it's not me. They said, quote, it's not me. I don't even live in Texas. And it's a picture of this, like, I don't know, this dude who thinks he's a woman. I don't know. LGBT alphabet soup, tranny supporting person, whatever. But it's not, it's not that person. I mean, they can't even get the person right, the people who think that they have this all figured out as being a false flag. So it's about consistently paying attention to the script and the way that they do these things because they're all done the same way. They only have a couple of scripts to use, and now they're repeating those scripts because they can't come up with anything else. Not to mention, and this is kind of the last thing before I play the video here and you hear the audio, it's just all the cops standing around doing nothing. What are you all doing? Why are you all just standing around? I mean, it's, it's just nuts. It's ab but, but then, as they're all just casually standing around, there's at least half a dozen of them just running full speed, right past all the people that are just casually standing around. Why are you running full speed? Is it lunchtime? I mean, what's going on? All right. Here's the audio. Again, this came from ABC News that night. America, here we are again. This is not a new nightmare. It is a recurring one. Another mass shooting, this time in Texas. At least 19 children murdered, shot dead with a high-powered rifle. Two teachers also killed. An elementary school turned killing field. There are new details this evening, none of them good, none of it easy to hear. The best we can hope for tonight is for context. In these early hours, there is no comfort to be had. ABC's Maria Villarreal arrived in the scene in Uvalde, Texas, shortly after the shooting. She joins us tonight. First of all, if it were a real shooting, there'd be more compassion. There, there wouldn't be this scripted, dramatic nonsense. Killing field? Killing field. Who says that? Who says that? An actor says that. The killing fields of Texas. The... The killing fields in this elementary... No one says killing field. That's over... That's over drama. That's just... It's too much. That's too much that raises it, you know, next level. America, here we are again. Trying to bring in everybody into this. Here we are again, America. We're with you. We're all sharing this experience. 
Byron, this is still a very active scene here at the elementary school, and it'll continue to look like this throughout the night and probably into tomorrow morning as well. We understand right now the Texas Rangers are now leading this investigation. They brought in a mobile crime scene to help process what is happening inside the school. Right now it was too much for local law enforcement to handle the weight of the tragedy, too much for their hearts as well. Tonight, horror and heartbreak in this tiny South Texas community. Okay, now, in this first clip, it's one minute, it's one minute in. At, as soon as that, as soon as their uh, stereotypical Hispanic reporter, bless her heart, they have to, you know, they have to get a Spanish reporter to report on a Spanish issue. So, once she's done talking, the horror, they show... Two clips of the same woman crying in two separate positions in what are seemingly two separate locations, being consoled by the same person. The next clip is a woman in a pink shirt casually walking away from what is apparently a killing field, not a tear in her eye, calmly strolling with her daughter who lifts up her shirt and wipes her nose. Okay. It makes no sense. Earlier today, a mass shooting at running, Rob Elementary running, School running. in Uvalde, Texas. Running, Killing full at speed, least 21 running. people, Casually including 19 and children. The crying? Okay, Jesus. This is just awful. Okay, a crying woman walks past, holds up, you know, holds up her hand over her mouth. Guy next to her casually walking, not a tear. Everybody else just casually standing around. Then it cuts to this shot of what is apparently the back of the school or the side of the school where the parking lot is. The, and you can see the um, there, there's five people standing around. There's a gurney. There's a, you know, like one of those uh, boards that paramedics have. It, it doesn't have wheels on it or anything. It's just one of those boards that they'll pick a person up and carry them away. The medic bag is at the front of the of the um, of the board. There appears to be appears to be a blood stain right there. Now I don't know if it is or it isn't. I don't know if they again. I want to make this abundantly clear. I don't know if they actually shot anybody on the on the premises or not. I, I just don't think anybody's dead on the inside of the building. There's no indication that that's the case. Too many anomalies in this. And then there's all this just random paper just kind of flashed around and whatever else with what seems like, again, a couple other paramedic bags. So what was going on in just this one location? Was this where, where a person was really killed and then just whisked away so fast that they didn't even bother using the board, the paramedic board that they have right there? It, makes no, it doesn't make any sense. There's also 19 cars in the parking lot. That's not counting the labeled uh, military and, and law enforcement vehicles. I'm doubting whether or not the building was even open. I mean, 600 students in an elementary school and there's only 19 cars in the parking lot? I don't think so. Unless everybody's carpooling or everybody's walking to school. I don't think so. I'll continue. 
deadliest school shooting in nearly a decade and the third deadliest in America since Virginia Tech. The size of the devastation here, the number of lives lost, is very significant. It's elementary age kids, 9, 10, totally helpless, totally harmless, the shot in their own classroom. That image should really burn in people's memory. And see, this this guy's name is Brad Garrett, okay? His name is Brad Garrett, former FBI agent. He's just this old, crusty scab. He's, he's telling people what the script is. He's saying it. He's saying children in their classrooms, helpless. That should be burned into everyone's mind. That's what they're trying to do with people. They're trying to get this burned into your minds by playing, by checking all those boxes. They have to check them. They have to. Let's continue. We shouldn't have to relive Sandy Hook. Sandy Officials Hook. say the alleged Sandy gunman, Salvador Ramos, also shot his own grandmother before attacking students at the elementary school. What happened uh, in Uvalde is a horrific tragedy uh, that cannot be tolerated uh, in the state of Texas. Among those. Okay. Greg Abbott is not your friend. Greg Abbott does not tell the truth. Greg Abbott is a bought, blackmailed, and paid-for politician. He's probably a Mason also. These are not people you should trust. They just aren't. One minute people like Greg Abbott, the next they call him a traitor. Which is it? You can't be both. If you're a criminal, you're a criminal. And most politicians are criminals. People have to understand this. They have to do this too. If Greg Abbott was a morally sound human being, he would investigate the fact that false flags are real, crisis actors get paid, and this is the way that it goes. But he's not doing that because even Greg Abbott's reading a script. Because Greg Abbott's got an invisible gun to his, gun to his back, and, I'm, and Greg Abbott can't roll away and avoid bullets. I mean, if somebody wanted to take him out, it'd be easy. I'm not saying anybody should do that. I don't want that to happen. But my point is, is Greg Abbott's not going to roll away anywhere. Um, with that said, then, of course, they show this random picture of a, of a, a, a Hispanic kid. Good-looking Hispanic kid, well-dressed, nice haircut. This kid died. Trust us. That's it. Who lost their lives. Ten-year-old Javier Lopez, who was in the fourth grade. His family sharing this photo with us this evening. 19 students were killed and two teachers, including fourth grade teacher Eva Mireles. School has children that are in second, third, and fourth grade. Two responding officers were also shot but are expected to survive. Officials say the alleged shooter was killed by responding law enforcement. This is key, and I want you to key in on this one. She just said alleged shooter. I think she said it once before when they show a picture of the, of the dude, of this dude that they've just plucked out of nowhere. She'll, she'll say the word alleged now, and you'll hear it now that I've pointed it out. She'll say it more times throughout. Alleged, alleged, alleged. I thought this was a certainty. Why are you saying the word alleged? People say the word alleged, myself included, to avoid prosecution or litigation. That's why you do it. You say the word alleged, you can get away with just about anything. Allegedly, 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 allegedly this was a false flag. Allegedly, allegedly it was a real shooting, allegedly. You just, you, you can say it as often as you want. 
but I thought it was a certainty that this person was the shooter because they're dead. They were allegedly armed. They were allegedly uh, wearing body armor. They were allegedly shooting children in the classroom who were unarmed and helpless. Why are they using the word allegedly? Shouldn't they just say the shooter is in custody, which they said earlier and got that wrong? And then, of course, they have killed the shooter. The shooter was pronounced dead at the scene or pronounced dead at the hospital, whatever the hell. I mean, too many inconsistencies because they can't keep their story straight and they have to lie. Mr. Uh, Romas, the shooter, he himself uh, is deceased uh, and is believed that responding officers killed him. Good evening, fellow Americans. Tonight, President Biden speaking to the country on yet another mass shooting, just days after 10 people were killed in a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I had hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this. And then, of course, they have to roll out mashed potato brains to tell everybody the truth. Do you believe Joe Biden? Do you believe what Joe Biden says? If you don't believe what Joe Biden says then, then why are you believing that this happened? Again, I fully understand the depth of lying and how deep it goes. Lying gets people killed, always has, always will. But lying also scares people. And that's also part of the tactic, of course, to destroy America because, as I've said in the past, America is the prize or the enemy. They want you to submit to what they say. You can't do that. You cannot ever submit to what government says and just say, well, government said it, so it must be true. We can't do that, ladies and gentlemen. The people that do that, they won't survive. They're not going to make it. They're double, triple, quadruple jabbed, and they can't wait for their fifth one. But anybody who's believing what mashed potato brains in the White House says, or fake White House or wherever he is, anybody believing this isn't thinking, again, about the depth of a lie. Because now, if you hear Joe Biden say what he is saying, then you have to believe him if you think this actually happened. So you must believe Joe Biden now. But you can't believe a liar. Once a liar is a liar and they lie, they're always a liar, which means you should stop believing anything that they say. Joe Biden said it's 80 degrees with a blue sky out, and it was. I wouldn't believe him because it's Joe Biden. You got to go check it out for yourself. That's the point. You have to investigate these things on your own and then connect the dots. It takes time. It takes some effort, and it takes a keen eye. But you can train your brain to see things clear clearly and if the great awakening hasn't taught us it hasn't taught us anything hopefully it's that hopefully that's the thing it's taught us i'll continue with mashed potato brains another massacre uvalde texas an elementary school beautiful innocent second third fourth graders the rampage began late this morning. Officials say the alleged shooter shot his grandmother, then turned to the school at 11.32 a.m. local time. An 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde 
Uh, it's believed that he abandoned his vehicle. There's a car crash outside Rob Elementary School. Now, this is the funny part, too. This is rel- This is hilarious. Instead of letting Greg Abbott read the story, which they could easily do, he's got the script right in front of him, they cut to this Aaron Katursky, ABC News senior investigative reporter, to tell us what happened. Why wouldn't you just let Greg Abbott say it? Why do, why do we have to hear it from this guy? This is where the stories all get crossed and no one can stay on the same page. And you'll hear the word allegedly a lot. Suspect, we're told, is immediately engaged we're told. by a Uvalde Independent School District police officer. And that doesn't stop the shooter. He's wearing body armor. He shoots the, the police officer and then makes his way inside the school. Multiple state and local law enforcement, FBI, ATF, and Border Patrol racing to respond. Sources say authorities have recovered an AR-15 style rifle and numerous magazines. Okay, a couple other points here. First of all, the initial report said he had a pistol. That he, that he had a pistol, that this person who was apparently there had a pistol. And then they said, they tagged it on at the end, and they said, but it was also found that he was in possession of an AR-15. Because that's the weapon they want. That's the weapon they want to take. Australia gave up their guns. Look what happened to them. They want the AR. They want it. They want to use it on us, and they want to make sure that we don't have it. So there's the, all of that stuff. But now they've taken the pistol out of the equation. It's not a pistol. They, didn't, they don't even say the word pistol on this ABC News Nightline report. It's the AR-15 with multiple magazines. See, they're going to come after the number of magazines you're allowed to own. And the size of the magazine, of course, which is already state law, I believe, in California. They're, they're setting this up. It's just, it's lockstep script for politicians. It continues. And oh, by the way, again, when you watch this video, just random people running and random people standing around while other people are randomly running past them. People staring at their cell phones and walking around. Here's another point, very sad point. Why is it that all of these government agencies can convene on one school location, but they can't do it at the Texas border, where there are mounds of illegals pouring into our country? Why, why can't they all just go to the border all at one time on the same day and send them all back? Why? But, they, but apparently they can drop what they're doing immediately and run to a school. Give me a break. School with some 600 students locked down, reportedly students crawling through windows to escape. Parents desperate for any information. Same priors. We just hear all kinds of gunshots going off, like nonstop, like constantly gunshots. And the world here all scared on the ground, fearing for our lives. In the again, in that clip, it looks like his mother or grandmother of that student allegedly who's sitting on the couch. She looks like she can't speak a word of English, no offense. But I've, I've known a lot of families and taught plenty of families where that's the case. 
the, the, the parents and grandparents don't speak a lick of English, but the, but, but the child can speak English and fluently. She's sitting there dead quiet, says nothing. The kid's doing all the talking, rolling around on the ground, fearing for our lives. You heard that in every previous false flag-related shooting that has ever taken place in a school. Parkland in particular. We were, we were fearing for our lives, said the David Hogg loser. Same thing, same script, same words, same cliche phrases. They got to work them all in. What fourth grader says that? What fourth grader says, we were rolling around on the ground fearing for our lives? Nah, that's something an adult tells a kid to say. Continuing. And families trying desperately to reunite with their loved ones. One father here, searching for his 10-year-old daughter. This is the coup de grace, ladies and gentlemen. This one is the icing on the cake with the cherry on top. This one takes the taco. This is the clip that I tossed up on Gab to show people how scripted this is. This guy gives up the goose because he's awful at it, okay? He's wearing a pair of Oakleys. You can't see his eyes. Reflective. Not a good idea, by the way, because you can see this lone person standing in front of him with a camera, also asking the questions at the same time. And they're holding like a handheld camera. We're not talking about like a giant, uh, you know, a giant news station Channel 5 camera. It's a, it's a small little dinky thing. He's got a cross around his neck. He fits, he fits all, he's checking all the boxes here for, for a sob story until we found this parent who's still searching for his daughter. Now, I want you to hear what he says first, and then I'm going to interject, and then I'm going to play it back, and I want you to hear it again. So here we go. In the mayhem, families trying desperately to reunite with their loved ones. One father here, searching for his 10-year-old daughter. If we could get to the uh, funeral home. Why would you ask me that? Because we can't find my daughter. What does this say about where we are right now? I mean, this is a small town, man. Pretty sad. Really sad. I don't know what this world's coming to. The, the guy's not going to, he's not going to win an award for acting. It, it was pathetic. That was pathetic. A couple of things. Well, more than a couple. Number one, if we could just get to the, and then he, and then he, he hits his fist into his hand. If we could just get to the, because he, he forgets, he forgets his line. His line is, if we could just get to the funeral home, that's all he had to say. That was, his, that was his initial line. If we just get to the funeral home. Now think about funeral home for a minute. After a shooting, does your body go straight to a funeral home? No, it doesn't. No body. B-O-D-Y. No human body goes straight to a funeral home. It goes to a hospital, and then it goes to a morgue. And then it goes to a funeral home days later. Days. If we could just get to the funeral home, I can, I can find my daughter because she'll be embalmed and ready to go in the dirt. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Crisis actor numero, God knows what number now, 
but he was one of the worst. He was one of the worst. The crying women walking past, that's one thing. But when you get one of these dumb hodunks in front of a in front of a camera and you give them one line to to memorize before you say action they can't do it he couldn't do it the guy standing next to him had to remind him he goes funeral home and then he goes yeah funeral home and then there's a pause and then she goes why would you say that he goes because can't find my daughter and she's gonna be in the funeral home getting embalmed and and put in a box already it just happened, but, you know, I can't find her, but, uh, you know, if I could just get there. He's standing in front of a pickup truck. If, if your child was dead from a shooting and you couldn't find her, would you just be standing in the street next to your automobile casually, not crying, but talking to a person, who, a ran, or just a rando who walks by? with a camera and a microphone to ask you some questions? Or would you shove that person to the ground, get in your automobile, drive to the school, bust through the front door, find your kid, and, and that's where you would be? Is your, is your child missing, sir? Is she missing? Did she go on a, on, a, on, a, you know, on a bike ride and she hasn't come home? Or are we talking about an actual school shooting that took place? Do you see the ridiculousness in all of this? I hope you're starting to pick up on it. Because once you see this guy and you see this film that I'm that I'm breaking down here from ABC News Nightline, it's it's absolutely preposterous. There's only three thousand upvotes on this video. Of course, they took away the dislike count on YouTube, so you can't see how many dislikes there are. And there's one thousand nine hundred and forty-two. I'm sorry, one hundred ninety-four thousand two hundred and sixty-two views thus far on this video. I'm going to continue. But that guy was the worst. Now that I've said what I've said about that guy, I'm going to play the audio again so you can hear it. In the mayhem, families trying desperately to reunite with their loved ones. One father here, searching for his 10-year-old daughter. If we could get to the uh, funeral home. Why would you ask me that? Because we can't find my daughter. What does this say about where we are right now? I mean, this is a small town, man. Pretty sad. Really sad. What this world's coming to. We're also... Again, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to keep focusing in on this guy because it's, it's too ridiculous. She says, why would you ask me that? And he goes, because I can't find my daughter. And then she says, what is this? I mean, this is a small town, man. This is a small town. What does that say about the state of society? And then again, cliche phrases. He he lays them all out. You heard him say it. All the cliche phrases. His script was short. It was sweet. And he screwed it up. He screwed up his script. He couldn't even get it straight. Again, if your daughter was really missing in an alleged shooting, you wouldn't be casually standing in front of your automobile talking to a random person. He's an actor. He's probably a mason. He got paid to be there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Here's your, you know, here's your $2,000. And, and then they leave. Or here's your house, you know, here's your house deed paid in full, and now you can leave. It disgusts me. There's five more minutes of this nonsense. Please hang on. Please hang on for the end. Trust me. 
learning more about who committed this heinous attack. Officials say the alleged killer, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, was a... Alleged. Did you hear that again? Alleged. Why is she saying alleged? They know who the person is. Why alleged? Student at Uvalde High School. He's believed to have acted alone. Law enforcement sources telling ABC News they're investigating possible social media accounts linked to the alleged shooter, which include images of... Alleged. Alleged shooter. What's alleged about it? I thought he was the guy. The governor of Texas is certain. Everybody's certain. What's alleged about this? Why are they saying alleged? To cover their own asses. And other violent material. Law enforcement also telling ABC News that he reportedly sent videos and photos of guns to users on various social media platforms. One user saying that last week he showed himself with guns, making statements like, wait till tomorrow. Oh, for God's sakes. Wait until tomorrow on multiple social media outlets. It's just stereotypical scripted nonsense to go after this kind of stuff on social media, to crack down on free speech and First Amendment rights on social media. I'm playing right now the world's smallest violin. It's just so bad. It's so scripted and so bad. Enforcement is collecting every piece of information they, they can get their hands on in reference to social media, friends, associates, families. What did they see? What did they hear? My guess even by now, they probably got a pretty good picture of who he is, what motivated him, and how he acquired like this AR-15. Located 80 miles west of San Antonio, Uvalde is a small town with just over 16,000 people living here. Okay, small town, middle of nowhere, 16,000 people. Got it. All of that checks all the boxes too. No one's ever heard of this place. West Texas, fine. The next thing, of course, are the guns and the armor. What 18-year-old has two, AR, two ARs, multiple magazines, and body armor? Was it a Christmas gift from Grandma? Please, if this person is even real, if, a, if this person even showed up on the property, if this person is in fact dead and was even shot on the property dead, with or without any kids dying, which again, didn't happen, but even so, who armed that person? Masons, the CIA, the FBI. We know what these groups will do. These groups do not work in the best interest of innocent Americans. Keep in mind, our own government used MS-13 members to do hits on countless people. That's why Donald Trump spent all of his time talking about destroying MS-13. He was taking a shot over the bow of the deep state by saying, I know MS-13 is your hit squad because you can get rid of MS-13 members real easily when they're done taking out somebody that you, the deep state, want them to take out. And you can arm them to the teeth and give them things that they wouldn't have access to. And then when the job is done, you drive them into the woods, shoot them in the back of a head, dump them, dump them into, a, you know, into a barrel or into a, a, a deep grave, and they'll never be found again. That kind of stuff happens all of the time. But again, you know, I, I haven't gotten two AR-15s in body armor for Christmas. Have you? I mean, that'd be kind of a cool, kind of a cool Christmas, I guess. But even so, that would raise a serious red flag for any uh, logical, 
gun seller of any kind. They again, even a Hispanic eighteen-year-old walking in to buy such a thing. It it uh, the, the script is just too bad. But I'll continue. There's about four minutes left. Rob Elementary School has about six hundred students in the second, third, and fourth grades. The school's last day was supposed to be this Thursday. The close-knit community tonight feeling the shock. Today's shooting comes amid what seems like an explosion of violence across the country. Here you go. Now they have to tie it into all the previous shootings. This is it. Setting up their narrative. It's, it's, it's so sad. They, they have to just connect all of them. So here's their long connection. Reeks of Sandy Hook and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. Just 10 days after a racially motivated mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, where another 18-year-old killed 10 people, all black, at a top supermarket. He shot a woman, he shot a deacon, he shot another woman, and then he went in the store and started shooting again. This tragedy also drawing a parallel to the horrifying mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, nearly a decade ago. That killer shooting his mother in their home before driving to the elementary school and killing 20 school children and six teachers. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, who represented Newtown's district in Congress when the tragedy occurred, tonight giving an impassioned speech from the Senate floor. What are we doing? Oh, God. Our kids are living in fear. Every single time they set foot in a classroom because they think they're going to be next. What are we doing? Nowhere else does that happen except here in the United States of America. And it is a choice. It is our choice to let it continue. What are we doing? It's oh, for the love of God. When I hear a politician talk, I'll tell you what, I just want to. <laughs> don't you just want to like, I don't know, sharpen your. Uh, your noose tying skills. I hear these traitors all of the time. And they got to go back to the same criminals to talk about the same crimes. Again, politician connected to Sandy Hook. He's got to bring that up again and that lie. Representing Connecticut because he knows what happened. And then, of course, he's got to comment on this. He's shuffling around with his hands in his pockets, raising his shoulders, looking like, uh, you know, he's going off script and it's all emotion. It's it's beyond pathetic. They they just can't come up with anything new. They can't come up with anything new. How about a bomb? How about you do one of those? You know, um, a, a cavalry, a cavalry attack in a school, you know, uh, on horseback with muskets. I mean, mix it up a little bit. Every single time that they that they roll these out, it is lockstep the exact same thing. But people just believe it because, again, they hear kids dying and they think no one can lie about such a thing. Come a sobering, shattering reality in this country, from Columbine to Virginia Tech to Newtown and Parkland. Now too many generations of students, from adolescence to young adulthood, knowing the fear of violence in their classrooms. Certainly on a night like tonight, one of those nights that it is right for us, the people, to say, why aren't we doing more to keep our children safe? Don't my children and your children have the right uh, to be able to live? What about that constitutional right? 
We've tried for 25 years to keep our kids safe, and we're not doing enough to keep them safe. Tonight, a community warns its own, with so many asking here, why now? And what will anybody do about it? I feel fine going back to school, but like I do feel worried. Like A part inside of me feels like, what if this ever happens again? What if it does happen again? Our thanks to Maria. I'm joined now by ABC News Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. Pierre, I know it's been a long day for you. You've been reporting on these kinds of stories for years now. We've seen a disturbing rise in mass shootings. What are your sources in law enforcement saying tonight? Our law enforcement sources tonight are devastated. The fact that so many children were killed is heartbreaking and it's upsetting to everyone. They're concerned about copycats. In fact, it was a big concern after Buffalo and now this. We're in the midst of a surge, both in terms of active shooter incidents and mass shootings. It all began during the pandemic. In 2019, there were 417 mass shootings. Last year, the number had jumped to 693. That's just an incredible spike. And authorities have long worried about lone wolves, specifically extremists to include white supremacists, supporters, supporters of ISIS, and they are deeply concerned about deeply disturbed individuals as well, Byron. Pierre, we have a sense of what the pundits and politicians will say in the, in the days to come, but what do those in law enforcement say has to be done? They say we've got to do a better job of identifying these shooters before they kill. Time and time again, we see that there are signals missed, and these shooters have posted something on social media, they said something to family or friends, and then we find out after the fact. We don't know if that will be the case this time, but tonight law enforcement is dissecting this man's life, trying to answer the question of why. ABC's Pierre Thomas. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll see you down the road. The pandemic and white supremacy. How, how on earth do those two things have anything to do with this? Nothing. It has nothing to do with it. We've seen a spike in mass shootings since the pandemic. Well, you ha you've had a lot of robberies during that time. Businesses closed down, businesses vacant, people getting shot because they're stealing things. I mean, what mass shootings, 600-some-odd mass shootings is he referring to? Have you heard of 600-some-odd mass shootings in 2021? I haven't. I didn't hear about, I mean, there aren't that many days in a calendar year. 600-some-odd mass shootings in just 2021 alone. Weird. Isn't that weird? 400 the year before? 400-plus? There aren't that many days in a calendar year. What mass shootings is he referring to? This is fake. It's fake. Once a person swallows that and you, know, and you start to learn who your real enemy is, then you can see things clearer as they happen. I'm telling you, if the Great Awakening has taught us nothing, please let it be this, because this was the point. It was the point to be able to see through the gaslighting. These people gaslight like no one's business. And gaslighting is psychological abuse that is done on purpose to abuse people. Don't let your abuser abuse you. Be gaslight proof as much as you can. I could go on about this. I'm going to leave this one alone. This is the only episode where I'll mention and break down this particular thing because there's no need to do it anymore. 
I mean, I'll end up having to do it sometime again in the future, I'm sure. But that one ABC News clip was laughable. The number of screenshots, again, too, that they have of just randoms just standing around on the crime scene in front of the front door of the building inside the caution tape. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense with just other randoms standing around staring at their phones or staring at them or in dramatic poses, you know, kneeling down with a hand on a shoulder of a crying kid and all this other stuff. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. In fact, I'm not even going to apologize for not buying it. I take my sorry back. I just don't buy it. I've been lied to too much. And, and when you've been lied to so much and you know the depths of corruption at countless levels, uh, you, start, you, you, can, you can start to see these things at face value. Again, the location was key. You got you to have something like that happen down there because it takes away from the invasion that's happening in our country. They have to have a school shooting to distract from the World Economic Forum and taking away our health sovereignty. That's not panic propaganda. That's real. That's happening. They're voting on that. That's a real thing. And how do you think people are going to vote at a conference that is a globalist conference that is designed to strip people of their health sovereignty? across the entire world, limiting everything that you can do, which when you knock over the health domino, you knock over other dominoes. All of the other dominoes fall. What are a bunch of people who all agree at the same conference? How are they all going to vote, do you think? I bet they all agree. See, that's how this works. I'm trying to not, I, I don't want to sound condescending. That's not it. I, I'm really trying not to, and, and I, I don't want that to be my tone. I would just invite people to watch the same video that I just played. Again, I'll link it in the description, assuming that ABC doesn't delete it. But it's right on YouTube. You, you can watch this kind of stuff. Cops are Masons. The fraternal, order of, uh, the, the fraternal Order of Police is a Masonic group. If you don't keep the secret as a Mason, they execute you. That's Freemasonry. That's the depth of Freemasonry. I understand I'm losing listeners on this. I get it. That's fine. You can go somewhere else and, and, and listen to another podcast. School shootings, I studied when I was in graduate school. That's where I found out about Sandy Hook and that lie. Go back and look up the Sandy Hook episode where I broke that down. Too many, too many ridiculous things taking place. I didn't say this earlier either, but I'm going to say this too. In, in another news-related thing regarding this, this Texas thing, I don't even want to call it a shooting because it wasn't. It was just a thing. It was a false flag. They, they, they brought up all of the things that should have already been in place within, within a school, within a real school. This is 2022. Where are the security cameras? Where's the, uh, the, 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 the fob entry things that, that people need to enter a school building? The security doors. Where are they? A person hit me up on Gab and said that they were a magician, a real one. And they said that I go to schools and do magic shows. They said, I can walk into endless schools, just walk right in. No key fob, no locked door, nothing. They, they said they can just walk right in. 
He goes, it, it really is terrifying that you can just walk right into a building. Why, why is that still the case? They have Alice training, which is mandatory in all of these, in all of these states. Part of Alice training is having a lock on a door, an electronic lock on a door. If you blow the electronic lock off with a bullet and disarm it, the door doesn't come unlocked. It stays locked. Did this person allegedly break through the glass? There are no details. It's beyond hinky because it didn't happen. When you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. When you lie, remembering the lie and all of the lies is impossible. And when you do it on camera, you're going to get caught. And these people got caught. But you have to train your mind into seeing it correctly. Again, I understand I'll lose listeners with this episode. That's okay. If you're sticking around and you made it to the end, great. Um, You know, you're learning. That's the point. Unlearning matters. We have to reverse the way that we see things and what we're told. It'll make you a stronger person, a more wise person, and then that'll rub off on somebody else. Maybe your own children. You can tell them that this was fake. Please do that. Please learn about this on your own and tell children that this stuff is, is manufactured by very evil people. Because they know that we live in a movie televised culture and that people will just see it and believe it. It's absurd. It's just absurd. Um, okay, that's that. Moving on to emails I want to read, which are. Um, very, very sad. And it regard and it's regarding the shots and, and schools. Two separate locations, two separate states. Bear with me here while I bring this up. This was these emails were tossed to me by, by two listeners of the podcast. Bless their hearts, by the way. Love them to death. Um, thank you for listening. You know who you are. And here we go. The first one is titled Taking No for an Answer. And it says the following. They said, it's a thing. My friends, twins, are attending LSU LSU Shreveport for grad school. They're studying physical therapy. It's definitely their calling, and they've worked their butts off to get into that program. They knew they'd have to do weekly testing for COVID since they're unjabbed. Ridiculous, but what can you do? If you're jabbed... You don't have to get tested weekly, and masks aren't required. It makes absolutely zero sense since jabbed people can still spread. By the way, you're not considered vaccinated unless you've had a booster, third shot. They've started the program this week. Night of day two, they tell me they've decided to get the jab. After all this time. I remember one podcast you did, you asked, quote, why, after all this time, would you now get jabbed, unquote? And she's paraphrasing. That's, that's what I said. You got it. And then they said, I remember wholeheartedly and out loud agreeing with you. It was so hard hearing that they have arrived at this decision. It turns out they are the only two people in the program that are unjabbed. That was honestly surprising to me. Apparently, the sister campus in Baton Rouge straight up kicks students out if they aren't jabbed. They said it's too stressful to study and have to rush over during a lunch break 
every Monday to get tested. But even once they get jabbed tomorrow, they'll still have to get tested weekly until they receive the first booster. That's five months. They won't be alive, ladies and gentlemen. These, these, these two girls won't make it. They just won't. Um, it continues, it says, I could have kicked and screamed at them, begged them not to, but I told myself not to tell people what to do a long time ago. It's their life. They aren't happy about it. They know what we all do. There are risks to getting jabbed. The jabs are still ca- the jabbed are still catching and transmitting COVID or whatever the fuck it even is. It then says the school even told them that they don't recommend the J and J vaccine. They should go for Pfizer or Moderna. It's almost like you should take the J and J, since they don't want you to since they don't want you to so badly. Well, yeah, that's that's certainly true. It seems odd. Um. It continues, it says, I told them I won't judge them for their decision, but it's hard. There is an immediate visceral internal reaction to hearing this news, I I bet. Because what you're hearing is the mental breakdown of two individuals who are submitting to their own demise. The devil just has his hand on their spine, and it's sad. Um, it continues, it says, same reaction when I found out my mom was getting the second booster last month, almost cried thinking about the potential. Wow. They continued, it says, I, uh, quote, I was going to email you asking you what you thought about the situation they were in maybe yesterday or something, but now it's certain they will take the jab. I guess I was, I guess I just want to know what you would do if you were in the situation. Would you email everyone at the head of every department and tell them it's an unreasonable request? Would you get a fake vax card and present that? Would you straight up abandon your calling and go into electrical or plumbing? Uh, would you come up with some sort of religious exemption? This, wor- this world won't let us say no, quote unquote. It's so upsetting. Um, by the way, one of their doctor professors told them some of the cadavers will be transgender and that calling them male and female organs is scientifically incorrect. You should call it a pubis or some shit. Thanks for reading my long email. I sent it because I know you will read it, and I just need to tell someone who understands I have maybe one single person otherwise that I could openly share this with. Thank you. And my response was, I said, shit. I said, someone needs to get in contact with them now and tell them that they will not survive. Someone needs to scare the shit out of them now. If they stay at the college, uh, they sh- I said they should make the college kick them out. Tell them to stop reporting for tests. I said, but if they're too weak, and they don't know what's going on, then they're not even going to stand up to that. And I offered up my phone number, and I said, have them call me. That won't happen, probably, but, you know, there you go. So um, that's, the, that's the breakdown right there. That's the mental and emotional breakdown. You just chip away, chip away, chip away, and only the strong will survive. Um, this is psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen, the likes of which we have never experienced, although. We have experienced it 
we are just now, many of us, awake to seeing it now for the first time. There are still so many people that are dead asleep. And it's so sad. Here's the next email. It says, uh, it's titled, Good Job, Don't Stop. Well, thank you. I don't plan on it. Um, it says this, quote, Hey, quick email to say great job on the podcast. Not necessarily interested in being on the podcast, but the recent teacher you had on cracked me up. In upstate New York, here, it feels like that Rowdy Piper movie, They Live, with the sunglasses and everyone around us is an alien or brainwashed. I'm public enemy number one with the local moms getting their kids boosted. The Pfizer documents are a conspiracy theory, even though they are from the manufacturer, exclamation point. No kidding. Oh, I know. You hand people these proof with with their own signatures and letterhead on it, and they think it's fake. Whatever, that's just made up documents. Somebody on the internet made it up. (laughs) No. Here's the court order that said Pfizer had to hand it over. Um, And then it continues, and it says, everyone gets blood clots, and they are very common. Had a guy we work with who was in the hospital for a week after a blood clot in his groin. Ouch. Um, It says, when I talked to him, he said that he was ready for his fourth shot till I sent him some of the Pfizer docs, which mentioned thrombosis, 105 times in the 138-page document. Him and a local school nurse thanked me when I sent them, but everyone else just ghosts me, which is fine. I have kids in the local school district, had run-ins with the town pediatrician who just, who is just some Simon CDC says superintendent, etc. I'm pretty much all in at this point and don't hold back. I get pretty fired up with the young kids. Enough of my rant. Okay, enough of my rant. Regards. Again, there you go. That's, you know, that's a different, that's a different approach and and a different line on the spectrum. I tend to lean more that way. Again, you know, I've tried to warn people about this for a very long time, dating back to the summer of 2020. I've said they're going to roll out shots. Don't take them. To loved individuals in my own life. And then they took them. After I told them not to, and they agreed that they wouldn't. This, these are these two emails that I just read are are two more notches in what I'm continuously referring to as the jab spectrum. This is the psychological warfare that's taking place. The action and reaction is different with everybody, and then of course the the constant eroding of the of the shores of the mind is is wearing people down. There isn't anything in this world you could give me to inject myself with this. Nothing. You could give me nothing. I would turn down everything you offered me. Everything. It's amazing, though. People believe that a graduate degree in a particular thing is more important than your own life. You can't be a physical trainer if you're dead, but they don't know that. They don't know, or they don't think they'll die. I, I don't understand it from, you know, the, 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 the first email. The scenario is so sad that it, um, it defies all logic because, again, it is illogical. That is why it defies logic, because it's just not logical. The second one is, inter- the second email is interesting, too, because, again, 
what is going through the mind of the person who had the blood clot after three shots and now looks at these Pfizer documents? What are they thinking? They have to be thinking to themselves, what have I done? Because ladies and gentlemen, when you have a blood clot, you're on blood thinners the rest of your life. You immediately end up with a high risk of stroke. Upwards of 50% now. It's a coin toss that you'll, get a, that you'll end up with a stroke in a matter of years, just a few years. But again, don't worry. Strokes among children are remarkably normal. No, they're not. And I know that this was an older adult. But again, to be a fly on the wall when they're by themselves reading these documents, what are they saying out loud? What are they thinking? The devil's at play here. That's what this is. This is spiritual without a doubt. Without a doubt. Forces beyond our comprehension are twisting the minds of the innocent, and they know not what they do. But we have to protect ourselves, shout it from the mountaintops, do it. And yes, if a person walks into a buzzsaw after you've told them not to, that's on them then then they have to reap all of the consequences of not listening. That's on them. I don't know what else to say. So that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. It was a heavy week. A lot going on, clearly. Two excellent discussions, I thought. Um, thank you to both of, both of my guests earlier in the week with Vanessa and Louisiana Anonymous and her um, just the excellent job she's done with with students who are in need over the years. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'll catch you on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday. I'll catch you on Monday. That's when I'll catch you. I'll catch you on Monday. Uh, have a great weekend. And uh, yeah, keep paying attention. Keep paying attention. And, and again, don't be afraid to always tell the truth. And if you lose a friend when you tell the truth, ladies and gentlemen, they weren't your friend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Catch you Monday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.